Now, I want you to understand that this little series that we're doing uh, is nothing personal against Alex Jones or anybody else. But I happen to know for a fact, absolute fact, and listen to me very carefully, that people who practice this kind of broadcasting and claim to be an American patriot do nothing but discredit all of us eventually. It's wrong. It is absolutely wrong. This guy would take a call, and some caller would report something, and instead of saying, well, we're not, you know, like I do on this broadcast, when somebody calls in and starts, wants to tell a rumor, I tell him, no, we don't do that on this broadcast. You want to call me tomorrow, I'll check it out. And if it turns out to be true and the, the listening audience needs to hear it, uh, then, uh, you know, we'll make arrangements for you to call in, and, and it can be your story, and we'll do it. But that's the only way it's done on this broadcast. All of these other people, they take phone calls. And a lot of these phone calls are people spreading rumors. And these rumors, 99% of them turn out to be wrong. And it's wrong to allow that to happen. Especially when the host takes it and runs with it. Without any checking, without any calling, without any research, without anything. This is one of the people who pulls faxes off the fax machine and reads them over to you. This is the one of people who indiscriminately reads Associated Press wire reports and ABC wire reports and news releases and press releases without checking them out. Associated Press, UPI, especially ABC, uh, have been well known to plant fake, phony, and false stories. We've all discovered that over the years. No radio host who reports the news, especially on a day when he knows that a good segment of the population is afraid, that we've been told to expect the collapse of civilization as we know it, and all kinds of things like that, to participate in this kind of fear-mongering. Dave in Singapore, a first-time caller. By the way, in Singapore, for over a decade, they've had uh, cameras in the bathrooms, public bathrooms. If you drop a piece of litter, uh, they put you in jail for a couple years. And it's the model of the New World Order. Uh, so Dave from New World Order Central, uh, welcome. Yeah, hey, Alex, can you hear me good? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm on a Skype phone. Um, yeah, I got two things. I hope you give me a little bit of time to get to it. One is a, 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 an idea I have for help fighting the New World Order. And um, the other is kind of about you, I guess. Um, I, I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, I started waking up about a couple years ago just by studying 9-11 and realizing that that was, you know, what that was up. And then I started watching sort of our change videos and stuff and I like to watch them with my daughter and try to educate her kind of about what's going on told her about explain to her about 9-11 is a lie and uh, then I just started probably listening to your radio show about six months ago and sitting got exposed to you and you, you know I just have to say either if, if you're the real deal, you're, you're like a hero. I mean, I, you're, it's really unbelievable. If there's one thing I have learned with this waking up is that you can't take everything at face value and most things are a lie. 
So I've, I've really tried to, I have tried studying you and try, I've looked at a lot of the things out there and I've seen, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there trying to debunk you and, mm-hmm. and like 99% of it's either garbage or it seems like it's some little personal thing that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's not uh, all no and tell pro. It's not all government. A lot of it's just mass mental illness, but that's all part of the overall programming. Let me ask you one thing. What, what did you think of Bill Cooper? Well, Bill Cooper was an alcoholic, and I didn't ever try to attack him. He got mad because the network put me on at night, and he thought I'd really, really never heard his show because I didn't listen to a lot of shortwave. I was busy. Uh, but I'd seen his book. It was all about flying saucers, so I didn't finish it. Somebody had given it to me at Access TV, like in 96. And then he really started attacking me in 98 because... He was an egomaniac, and you know, talking about flying saucers in the ocean and and aliens and all this stuff. And I've tried to never attack him, but people resurrected old tapes he edited of me and stuff. And I just feel sorry for Bill, and he really let him set him up, and you know, ran out there and, and uh, you know helped him kill him. And uh, it's just a big distraction, sir. I don't talk about flying saucers and all that stuff, man. I'm sorry. And uh, so I mean, it's all like an ego thing, like it's two football teams and who's for who. I'm sorry for Bill. But anybody, I mean, he, he was a liar, though. You know, uh, one time I had him on the radio, and he was cussing, and I delayed him once. Then I said, please don't cuss again. I delayed him again. And I said, okay, thank you. Bye-bye. And, and, and then he went around saying he never cussed. The guy cussed on air. He cussed at everybody. He was yelling at the board op, going, you effing little idiot. You know, I told you to call this number to effing have me on. And then he get, and then he says that he didn't, you know, the guy's, he was a pathetic drunk. And I don't like attacking people, but if you really want to know, that's it. Is that your answer? You like that answer? Any yeah, answer? That, uh, I, I believe you. I mean, I know you're putting out a lot of truth out there, and I, the, the, I'd say the best Look, man, some that... dead drunk, and I'd drink a few beers too, but the point is he would get falling down drunk, okay? And I was nice. He said the IRS was after him. He needed help. I call him up. I go, hey, this is Alex Jones. I'd like to interview you, get you some help with the IRS. And he goes, I've heard you, you little S-H-I-T. Mike in Wisconsin, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I was just thinking to say that these groups that you guys uh, try to illustrate here, they're, they're usually confusing and mysterious to, to try to pinpoint who they are. But I found that too. Let me just stop you. You have the elite, the global elite that understand how humans operate, the first psychologist, the first psychiatrist, who made a study of how humans operate. And then they can infiltrate anybody, any hierarchical organization, any system and take control of it and then even play different sides of their own mechanism off against each other because they know that you want the illusion of choice. And so they're in the Masons, they're in the Catholics, they're in the Protestants, they're in the governments, they're in the corporations, like for like. The elite congregate with the elite. The elite go to the same schools. The elite go on vacations together. Uh, Alan, you want to explain this to him? The circles of influence, well, that circle that you move amongst is your circle of influence. And Margaret Thatcher talks about it when she took public money and put it into the private school system for the wealthy elite. 
And she justified it by saying, these are your future leaders. They will grow up together. They'll be in politics, business, CEO positions. And she says we must keep them going. And that's how she rationalized taking the public money to fund private schools for the wealthy. And then the elite also are scanning through the whole public school system, finding the best minds, and then making, I mean, uh, the stories. Uh, we've had like Dr. Uh, Cuddy on and others. And you'd have these elite individuals, you know, with the best test scores, say, in Wisconsin at the government university. And then all of a sudden, David Rockefeller would fly in and just be in the lunch line and walk up and sit down next, next to the young man. Saying, we want to, you know, we want you to come work with us. That's how they picked uh, Maurice Strong. Well, what I was, was going to say, though, is that uh, I think two people in history have illustrated very well who these elite are, two of them being Benjamin Friedman and Jack Bernstein. Benjamin Friedman and Jack Bernstein. Which I have uh, transcripts of them on my website at ProThink.org. Oh, uh, you're uh, you're that stupid twit. Yep, I'm that twit. <laughs> you look like such a weak little punk, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, Alex. Hey, take, it. take care, weakling. Thank you. Why don't you come up to New York next time I'm up there? I'll be up there this year. I'll see you. I'll be there. I'll see you, you hear me? I'm going to be there. I'll be there the third time this year. Good. You come up and talk to me. All right, we'll have a little discussion. Good, punk. All right. You have a coward, you piece of crap. <laughs> hey, coward, I'm going to be in New York. You hear me, punk? Hey, hey, Alex. Alex, it's all right, man. You can calm down, dude. No, it's fuck okay. you. Fuck you. Well, it's this okay, is the real Alex. radio show, punk. You hey. just go ahead and come up there, you little cowardly soft twin. I dare you to come up to me in New York, you little punk. You little weak punk. Hey, you're a coward, and you're not going to be there, you little punk. Let him go. Good job, Bill. Okay, punk, I'll see you there. All these guys. I've told everybody I'm taking the gloves off. Alex Jones gatekeeps the Jesuit Vatican issue as well. And his long rants and screaming are psyop tactics to immediately turn off normal people and attract the emotionally unstable and innately antisocial and unpopular to be radicalized while remaining unaware of the truth behind the conspiracies they are obsessing over. Alex Jones has been on Fox News, the BBC, Russia Today, C-SPAN, CBC, CNN, MTV, and major Hollywood studio movies like Scanner Darkly but yet he is supposedly the anti-establishment hero who is banned from all media. You've got to ask yourself why people like John Todd, Bill Cooper, and Rick Clay have been murdered and their work suppressed from the mainstream. But Alex Jones, David Icke, and Jesse Ventura and all other mainstream conspiracy heroes 
are alive and well on mainstream news channels being interviewed, having specials, and touring around the world, as well as making millions of dollars in profits from the sale of books, and who are plastered all over the blogosphere and social media networks of so many orbiters. Famously, many people have tried to infiltrate Bohemian Grove, where Alex Jones made his fame in the mainstream conspiracy world, and none have been successful. Some have disappeared altogether or been arrested and faced serious legal prosecution. Alex Jones, after being a syndicated radio show host exposing the elite on national broadcasts, for seven full years, somehow was able to infiltrate Bohemian Grove simply by using a fake name and stating that he was in the quote-unquote hillbilly clubhouse. Don't you think that the Bohemian Club members would need to show an official form of ID or security would be familiar with their guests, a card, some kind of document, a badge, something more than just a word of honor? Or your vehicle registration being written down. Oh yeah, I'm in the Hillbilly Clubhouse. And then you ride on by. Then after AJ sneaks in there, he makes his documentary. He claims that only doing mock human sacrifice rituals there. When it is widely known that the Bohemian Club Grove practice real child sacrifice, ritual sex magic, and blood drinking. He exposes this big club to gain credibility in the conspiracy community and rake in huge profits off the sale of VHSs, then gatekeeps through the experience by repeating the line that the Bohemians just do mock sacrifices, now embellishing it with the lurid details of gay sex amongst the political elite, while always deflecting the incredulous nature of how he was able to sneak on one of the most secure, clandestine, and covert occult elite meetups in the country. Number one. Alex will never talk about the moon landing hoax. He had Buzz Aldrin and Harrison Schmidt on a show, praised them endlessly, calling them heroes. Then eventually, just to appease the moon landing hoax theorists, he asked them about the lack of stars and flag waving on the moon, which was sarcastically dismissed. Then quickly moved on. Is that really the best he can do? I contacted Alex Jones after the show about having me, Joe Rogan, or anyone else on to debate the other side of the moon hoax issue. His producer, Rob Dew, emailed me back saying he had no, or he had run the idea by Alex, but had no further information. That was the last I have ever heard from anyone at InfoWars. Two, Alex will never talk about UFOs. If you mention UFOs, Alex says anything about UFOs is unprovable, and he only sticks to things he can prove on the show personally. Why the prejudice? But has now 
included very famously on Joe Rogan Experience, uh, which he gathered millions of views on, as well as his own podcast and shows, you know, post-2016, the existence of interdimensional, demonic, archonic, Gnostic, Kabbalistic, uh, supernatural, extraterrestrial, interdimensional, ultra-terrestrial, crypto-terrestrial, vampiric, predator species that manipulate our dimension from higher dimensions. He has said this. He has said this. So he went from never talking about UFOs, quoting that he is not speaking about anything improvable, to now speaking about the furthest and deepest end of the extraterrestrial and interdimensional uh, theories surrounding uh, the UFO phenomenon and ufology. Three, Alex will never talk about hologram planes or the evidence of directed energy weapons used on 9-11. If you mention September clues or say anything about the planes on 9-11 possibly being holograms, you are instantly labeled as COINTEL disinfo. So what do UFOs, holograms, and the moon landing hoax all have in common? They are all part of the Antichrist's end times deception. If you look into the work of the murdered Rick Clay, Project Bluebeam, and the fake rapture, plus the outrageous increase in alien movies being pumped out by Hollywood the past 30 years, you may begin to put together a bigger picture, something like this. As shown in the TV series V, the world is being prepared for an event likely in 2012 that will involve UFOs over major cities and all, or sorry, 2020, uh, I guess this was written in 2012. This is written in the article. Um, so this is 2012 so let's just say future 2025 or 2027 that's a good date everyone's always talking about 2026 and Messiah will present himself likely a giant Nordic blonde claiming to be an alien Jesus or something similar he will have a plan to achieve world peace, bringing to get the world together under a world government and financial system. This very scenario was laid out quite plainly 2,000 years ago in the chapter of Revelations in the Bible. I see most of these controlled conspiracy heroes as positioning themselves as leaders so they can manipulate their followers during this great deception. When a writer and author of Vatican Assassins, Eric John Phelps, appeared on Alex Jones, he was dismissed from speaking about anything involving the Jesuits, the Knights Malta, or Rome's true power. Eric John Phelps would then defend his position and expose Alex Jones on Lenny Bloom's Cloak and Dagger radio show. Lenny explains how he was censored on AJ's show and how AJ takes fake calls from his employees. Eric explains that Alex is spot on regarding most low-level conspiracy info on his show, but he never connects the dots that show the real capstone or control as the Vatican, Knights of Malta, and Jesuit order. Eric then proceeds to expose a multitude of issues that Alex would never touch with a 10-foot pole. 
The Jesuit Vatican Connection to DHS and Bohemian Grove. Martin Sheen's Vatican Connections, i.e. changing his name from Martin Estevez after Vatican agent and high-level Mason Bishop Fulton Sheen. And Alex's regular established radio guests like Jesuit Georgetown alumni, Roman Catholic Knight of Malta, Pat Buchanan. In another interview, they delve deeper between Lenny Bloom and Eric Phelps into Alex Jones's Vatican Jesuit issue. Alex will tell you all about the Council of Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, Skull and Bones, Bohemian Grove, and the Bilderberg Group. But what you rarely hear him talk about are the Knights Malta and the Jesuits, let alone the Jews, the Zionists, Alex's false claims in his documentary and radio broadcast that the Bilderberg Group is the tip-top of conspiratorial capstones. He fails to mention the facts that Bilderberg co-founder Prince Bernard being a Vatican Knight of Malta, Bilderberg co-founder Joseph Redinger was a Jesuit and 33rd degree Freemason. Bilderberg regulars like David Rockefeller and Henry Kissinger are Vatican Knights of Malta. The Queen of England is a Vatican Dame of Malta. Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati, was a Jewish Jesuit. Before the Bilderbergers, the CFR and the Trilateral Commission, before the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, before even the Illuminati was the Vatican. World royalty, world Jewry, the Jesuits, Knights of Malta, and the Freemasons, all are under the papacy. It is they who own the banking system, groom and position politicians, control the media, control the military, had the largest corporations, and socially engineer us at every level. We are their human resources in their perspective. I think Jones is one of the most dangerous people to fall into because the people say, Jones, open my eyes to the truth. Or Jones was the first one to teach me about conspiracies. Or I watched Jones as my first conspiracy theorist that I was really into. And then it's harder for them to swallow the real truth of other researchers who have already proven the Jesuit Vatican involvement in keeping the masses blind to reality behind secret societies and organized crime. It's hard enough for people to realize what the Vatican Order is doing without Alex Jones whitewashing them even more. I knew of the Vatican before I came upon Jones, and I believe the whole time I listened to Jones, I was wasting my time. Except that it wasn't a waste of time to know his work thoroughly, on a level, so I can see how he omits the Vatican out of this info war of his. His whole image is built around getting information out, yet he omits the most important part to the people, the root of all evil. I know there's something very wrong here. I'm convinced he's an agent, and if you dissect what he says in the latest rant, you can see what he's trying to do. He turns exposing the Vatican into Catholic bashing, and then lumps people exposing the Vatican with the Jew bashers are the anti-Semites, and just completely lies on top of it to keep politically correct. How can you be the leader of a truth movement and yet lie so boldly?
I received an email last week from a Iraq War veteran and former Alex Jones supporter Gregory Pitchford. It made me want to continue this series. Greg Pitchford served at Abu Ghraib in 2006 and saw many things he wished to expose and blow the whistle on Alex's show. But he was already suspicious Alex may be controlled opposition. To test his theory, he contacted InfoWars and here's what happened in his own words. On January 1st, 2012, I contacted Alex Jones, Director of Programming at InfoWars Communication Network, Genesis, by email and by phone. I divulged non-classified information to John concerning the Abu Ghraib prison off the air and I, to prove a theory that Alex Jones was a shill and not interested in real stories but half-truths and exaggerated ones. At the time, Alex was reporting about a porn site found at the TSA. I decided to use my knowledge concerning a porn site that was located at Abu Ghraib as bait along with other non-classified information. Not only were they not interested, what happened next to me was truly a nightmare. His phone and computer were hacked. His bank account was drained, and then the funds mysteriously returned. Suspicious people started following him day and night. His army commander and an ex-girlfriend started calling out of the blue, digging for information. Then someone from his unit called saying he really stepped on some political toes and that he better watch out. This is not the first story I've heard that follows the same pattern. When people call Alex Jones to expose something outside his accepted realm of truth, the next thing you know, there's a knock on their door from some three-letter agency suits, which brings us to the next excellent article. Is Alex Jones a Stratford? double agent. Alex Jones of InfoWars.com and PrisonPlanet.com has long been accused of being many things, namely a CIA agent, a Mossad agent, or a Jesuit priest. While his true identity and political allegiance has been secret for many years, his time as the defunct leader of the 9-11 truth movement is about to come to an end. Based on the following evidence, Alex Jones is likely a Stratfor Strategic Forecasting Incorporated Double Intelligence Agent. This, includes, uh, this conclusion is based on the following data and research which should leave little doubt that Alex Jones has been built up over the last decade to prematurely ejaculate the Second Amendment revolution, libertarianism, and disrupt genuine political movements such as Q and gather intelligence on American citizens of the conservative, libertarian, and patriot-type fronts. Alex Jones film Endgame appears to be the cover for Operation Endgame, a 2003-2012 to 2012 plan under implementation by the Office of Detention and Removal Operations of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security Bureau of Immigration and Customs Enforcement to detain and deport all removable aliens and suspected terrorists currently living in the United States by 2020. Based on following evidence and behavior, history of Jones is highly likely that he is part of this operation. This operation's headquarters is Austin, Texas. The city of Austin is the capital of Texas and home to both Stratford and Alex Jones. The city also boasts other political intelligence operatives, namely Carl Rove, who is a top 
Republican and neocon strategist Stephen Jackson, who is the founder of the Illuminati card game as well as many other card many other board games. Jemu Green, founder of Rock the Vote Youth Voting Campaign, which is primarily Democrat. The Salona Bonewald, founder of the League of Technical Voters, a voter reform NGO. Austin is located only 199 miles away from Lake Jackson, Texas, which is home to the U.S. Congressman and 2012 U.S. Presidential Candidate Ron Paul. Needless to say, Austin represents a majority of the Republican right-wing power structure, neocons, and Zionists in America. A glo- founded in 1996, a global intelligence company, Strategic Forecasting Incorporated, also known as Stratfor, was founded in 1996 in Austin, Texas by George Friedman. Alex Jones's career also began in 1996 when he officially began his radio career on a public access television cable TV program and quickly promoted and hired on at the KJFK radio station in Austin hosting a show entitled The Final Edition. Prior to Stratford's alleged hacking incident that brought them worldwide fame on December 24, 2011, a following data and information was presented on the Stratford website. When compared, there is little doubt that Stratford and Alex Jones' Infowars and Prison Planet are indeed one and the same. For the Stratford website, listed Stratford's global team of intelligence professionals provides an audience of decision makers and sophisticated news consumers in the U.S. and around the world with unique insights into political, economic, and military developments. The company uses human intelligence and other sources combined with powerful analysis and analytics based on geopolitics to produce penetrating explanations of world events. The independent, non-ideological content enables users not only to better understand international events, but also to reduce risks and identify opportunities at every region of the globe. The company delivers content daily on its website, in videos, emails, and books, and an iPhone app. Stratford website. Stratford delivers critical intelligence and perspective through 1. Situation Reports. They provide snapshots of global breaking news. Two, analysis. Daily reports that assess key world events and their significance. Three, quarterly and annual forecast. Rigorous predictions of what will happen next. Four, multimedia. Engaging videos and information-rich interactive maps. Five, intelligence guidance. Internal memos that guide Stratford staff in their intelligence gathering operations in the immediate days ahead. Currently, Stratford's products are oriented around individual subscriptions, of which the premium product is the most comprehensive in content offered. Some of Stratford's work remains available free to the public. Stratford has some products available to the public, including private briefings, corporate memberships, a publishing business that includes written and multimedia analysis, and iPhone application products. Alex Jones and his team of reporters, writers, and producers routinely schedule hosts and quote former and current intelligence officials such as Dr. Steve Pritchink, Wayne Madison, Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer, 
who's a senior fellow at the Center of Advanced Defense Studies, David McMichael, an ex-CIA agent, Ray McGovern, ex-CIA agent, and James Wesley Rawls, who's an Army intelligence agent, just to name a few. These intelligence operatives provide Alex Jones listeners with unique insights into political, economic, and military developments. Alex Jones and InfoWars use live reporting, websites, podcasts, video streams of videos, books, iPhone application updates, and a host of other media to attempt to explain and make make understandable world events that they, quote, call an umbrella term, InfoWars. Alex Jones and InfoWars deliver his critical intelligence perspective through five steps. One, situation reports. They provide snapshots of global breaking news, nationwide reporting, and global news through internet videos, as well as um, their staff hosts. Two, analysis. Daily reports of asset access key world events and their significance. The daily radio show, which is usually hosted by Jones himself. Three, forecasts. Rigorous predictions of what will happen next. Forecasting. Forecasting future events, also done by Alex Jones himself. Four, multimedia, engaging videos and information-rich interactive maps from movies, documentaries, videos, website updates, articles, etc. Done by the staff. Five, intelligence guidance. Internal memos likely guide InfoWars staff internally in their intelligence gathering operations, hosts bias, and staff research directions operating as a incorporated entity in a larger company database, including addresses, phone numbers, office addresses, and email uh, addresses included. So basically all their real estate and hard resources to operate as a company are actually controlled internally, say by administrators, uh, human resource operators, technical you know, staff that are paid for by a larger company. Someone's got to keep the lights on, right? And Alex Jones's main product is merchandise in the way of DVDs, books, stickers, and clothing. But customers can obtain the premium Prison Planet TV membership, which allows unfettered access to all of Alex Jones's films, interviews, and broadcasts in high quality. Alex Jones's daily radio show, websites, and iPhone application remain free to the public as of writing. People in high places, according to Stratfor, the company's publicity lists include Fortune 500 companies and internal government agencies, although their client list is allegedly confidential. Like Stratfor, Alex Jones' publicity list includes celebs like Charlie Sheen, Willie Nelson, Jesse Ventura, and Joe Rogan, as well as a number of other elite individuals within government, intelligence, and Hollywood, and the corporate world. How and why Jones is so deeply in- connected to the elite of entertainment, despite being a conspiracy theorist, is a mystery and quite baffling unless he is indeed part of this hidden intelligence network. 9-11 predictions. In the days before and on 9-11, both Stratford and Alex Jones were making predictions about what was going to happen and what would be allegedly responsible. According to Wikipedia, Stratford was connections to the 9-11 attacks. At the time of the September 11, 2001 attack, Stratford made its breaking news paragraphs, as well as some notable analysis predictions, likely actions to be taken by Al-Qaeda against the Bush administration, and they published this free to the public. According to Alex Jones himself, he predicted 9-11 and anthrax attacks that followed. Jones's information and insight is also free to the public. Clearly, this is some sort of intelligence connection at play. Stratford, 
A Zionist intelligence operation obviously knew of the impending 9-11 attacks that were carried out by the Israeli Mossad. Jones' job has been to make 9-11 an inside job, thus putting the blame squarely on the American government and its people rather than the Israeli Mossad where it belongs. Jones' numerous and baseless terror predictions such as and pending bioterror attacks or Russian invasion during Y2K less likely came from Stratfor and their Mossad intelligence networks but more disinformation operations. Zionism Stratfor was founded by Dr. George Friedman, an admitted Zionist. In an interview, Friedman was asked the following, Does being Jewish affect the way you view the world? And he began, Being Jewish keeps things in perspective. We lost two temples. Alex Jones's repeated denials and lies in regards to Zionism clearly indicate that he is a Zionist tool. Aside from being married to an Israeli citizen, Jones has purposely lied and deceived his audience about the real Zionist threat internally to America. In conclusion, clearly Alex Jones and his likely employer Stratford have ulterior and devious motives when it comes to the 9-11 truth movement and the future of America. Exposing Alex Jones and his partners in crime is the first step towards getting a real and independent investigation into 9-11 and saving America from its rapid free fall. Alex Jones previously attempted to bait the American public into a full-blown riot on the eve of Y2K, December 31, 1999, by repeatedly stating that the Russians had nuked the United States and were invading through the borders of Mexico and Texas. Jones' traitorous actions were to be repeated on February 6, 2011, when a thermonuclear weapon was to be detonated at Super Bowl XLV in Dallas, Texas. David Chase Taylor's free book entitled The Nuclear Bible was published 10 days prior on January 28, 2011 in an attempt to stop the impending false flag nuclear attack. Overwhelming direct and circumstantial evidence has now surfaced in the aftermath of the failed Super Bowl blot, which unequivocally shows that Taylor's actions did indeed stop, or at least postpone, a Zionist nuclear terror attack upon America. Jones was set to blame the U.S. government in the aftermath of the attack and in a calculated attempt to goat the Americans into armed response, despite the fact that Pakistan has been set up over the last 25 years as the scapegoat of terror and nuclear attacks. Humanity, namely America, is waking up. Had a nuke gone off in Texas that Sunday night, riots, martial law, and an armed revolution would have likely ensued. Alex Jones' job is to make sure that happens, and we fall into right-wing fascist Zionism. We are an information war, all right. While 90% of what Alex Jones says is true, it's the 10% of what he is emitting, and the even larger implications at that that he is ignoring that he is going to end up damning America. Exposing the one and only Alex Jones as a potential Stratford double agent beyond the cult of personality that he controls is paramount and the first step into exposing truth behind not only him, but the many others who are developing cults of personalities in the truth movements, including Joe Rogan, Jesse Ventura, etc. 10 Reasons Why Alex Jones is the Most Dangerous Man in America the goal of Alex Jones and his Zionist handlers is to get America to destroy herself with civil war, the same way that Russia was destroyed under Stalin, following persecutions and gulags, dividing and then collapsing society upon itself by baiting Americans into violent revolution against their own police and military. 
Alex Jones is the founder of the Infowars.com and the PrisonPlanet.com, and the self-proclaimed granddaddy of the 9-11 truth movement. He has made and produced countless documentaries, the most famous of which are Terror Storm, Endgame, The Obama Deception, and The Fall of the Republic. While many people have enjoyed listening to the radio show, patriotic Americans are now starting to question his true motives. Currently, the Alex Jones show boasts a radio audience of over 3 million gun-owning Americans. In fact, Alex Jones is the unofficial commander-in-chief of the largest militia the world has ever seen. With this unprecedented concentration of power in the hands of one man, it is imperative that people take a second look at Jones, his true motives, and what it means for the future of America. After all, can America really afford a betrayal of Alex Jones? While Jones can be thanked for making, uh, waking Americans up to the evils of the government, the fear is that Jones may be part of a greater Zionist plot to destroy America from within. While it may be hard to do, it is the patriotic duty of every American to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, including Alex Jones. Stratford Intelligence Operative on February 12, 2012, news broke that Alex Jones was likely an intelligence tool of Stratford, a Zionist intelligence agency located in Austin, Texas. On February 15, 2012, just three days after the original article was published, Jones abruptly canceled his nationwide speaking tour, which had been promoting since February 2, 2012. Jones stated that his sudden change of plans was due to the fact that the collapse is so imminent. Obviously, Jones had been made as a traitorous spy and was running scared. Revelation of Jones' ties to Israeli intelligence shouldn't come as no surprise since Jones has not and will not reveal the true Zionist control of America. As evidence and further details below, Jones has repeatedly made predictions and ultimately came true, especially in regards to terror events executed by the Israeli Mossad. The connection between Jones and Zionist Stratford is particularly damning considering Stratford openly admits to being an intelligence gathering center operating in America. Therefore, it stands to reason that Alex Jones and company have been gathering intelligence data and information on patriotic Americans since their inception in 1996 with their membership, subscriptions, and, and um, yeah, purchasing of exclusive content. Considering the exact same year the Stratford was found, the widespread fear that Jones' true mission is to identify and neutralize political information, activists, and, informa and movements in America has now come to fruition. Alex Jones is just like insecticide. 98% of it is harmless, but the 2% left kills you. That's what means to like Alex Jones. Total sense, but when it counts, it will betray the American people. 2. Operation Endgame Alex Jones' film Endgame, released in 2007, appears to be the cover for Operation Endgame, a 2012, a 3-2012 plan under the implementation of Office of Detention and Removal. Operation of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Bureau of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, to detain and deport all removable aliens and suspected terrorists currently living in the United States by 2012. The term suspected terrorist essentially refers to anybody listening to Jones' radio program, yet Jones conveniently failed to mention Operation Endgame in his two-hour film about the extermination of humanity. Jones leaving out Operation Endgame is like making a movie about the Titanic but forgetting to include the iceberg that allegedly sunk her. The blatant psyop by Jones and co. has obviously done in permediating attempts to disguise the real Operation Endgame from truth-seeking Americans. 
Operation Endgame is the endgame plan for America, its constitution, its bill of rights, and it could ultimately lead to the arrest, incarceration, and slaughter of millions of Americans at FEMA concentration camps nationwide. Although Hollywood movies were made around the same time with roughly the same name, Endgame in 2006, Endgame in 2009, and Operation Endgame in 2010, the film Endgame appears to have been tailored, made by Jones and Stratford to keep the operation secret from Americans with misinformation and misdirection. 3. The Sarcastic Terrorist Aside from calling for a violent revolution, but not in those words, Alex Jones is without a doubt the greatest stochastic terrorist alive today. Stochastic terrorism is the use of mass communication, e.g. radio, television, movies, and videos on the internet to stir up random lone wolves to carry out violent acts of terrorism that are statistically predictable but individually unpredictable. Examples of Jones' stochastic terrorism all, all over the internet, but a small sample was taken from his radio broadcast from February 10, 2012, whereby Jones states that we are at the crossroads, time to get aggressive, it is on, and there is no choice, you gotta fight them. While Jones is indeed correct about many topics such as 9-11 truth, the rising police state, eugenics, vaccines, fluoride, aspartame, etc., Jones's handlers understand that daily exaggeration of news and events will statistically cause a certain amount of individuals to psychologically snap with a certain percentage of them resorting to acts of terrorism. These acts of terrorism are then used to demonize Americans and further legitimize the passing of draconian legislation which ultimately grades the American way of life. The Y2K Beta Test During the Y2K scare of 2000, Alex Jones attempted to whip the American people into a frenzied hysteria and subsequent panic after he repeatedly lied on the air and stated that the Russians are planning to preemptively strike upon the United States. What Jones was engaged in was likely part of a Zionist beta test to see how the American public would react to the War of the Worlds type doomsday scenario, but with Russians and Cold War propaganda. The fear is that Jones will repeat this Y2K behavior in the future of an aftermath of a real terror attack and bait his gun-owning audience into a full-blown attack on a minority population or on the police and military of the U.S. government based on fraudulent information. Jones's Y2K actions were traitorous at best and an obvious and calculated attempt to deceive the American public into believing that the nuclear war with Russia was imminent in a doomsday scenario. Had Americans actually listened to Jones on December 31st, 1999, riots would have been ensued, thousands of Americans would have died, and martial law would have been instituted across America. But as of 2012, Jones's radio audience is far larger, far younger, and far more trigger-happy than they were when they were only a fraction of the size in 1999. Lastly, one cannot say fire in a theater, yet Jones was allowed to openly try and bait the American public into mass panic with no accountability whatsoever on this occasion. If Jones was not part of the intelligence establishment, he would be rung up on charges and tried in a court of law and likely convicted for conspiracy to commit terrorism. The late William Bill Cooper repeatedly exposed Jones's dangerous Y2K behavior on his radio show and was subsequently gunned down by federal government officials on November 5, 2001. 5. The Assassination of William B. Cooper After the premeditated and traitorous actions of Alex Jones on the December 31, 1999, or the Y2K scare, Bill Cooper took Jones to task on his radio show and warned that Alex Jones was not a real patriot and that his behavior was dangerous to America. 
On the day of 9-11, Cooper repeated his warnings regarding Jones and stated that Alex Jones is a disinformation agent sent to provoca uh, prov uh, provocateur violence in the midst of national tragedy. On November 5th, 2001, less than two months after 9-11, Bill Cooper was assassinated outside his home in Agar, Arizona. Despite Cooper's death, Alex Jones continues to demonize and libel Cooper every chance he gets. Cooper, while not perfect, was a true American hero and the antithesis to Jones. Cooper taught his listeners how to decipher from propaganda, fight fact from fiction, and essentially how to think for themselves. While no evidence has surfaced linking Jones to the murder of Cooper, it is highly likely that Cooper was liquidated in order to silence the critique of Jones to eliminate him as Jones's only real competition. Alex Jones goes COINTELPRO at the Austin Gun Rally. COINTELPRO is a series of covert and often illegal projects conducted by the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, and other agencies aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting, and disrupting domestic political organizations. The following acts by Alex Jones on January 25th 2010 can only be construed as the work of an intelligence operatives out to subvert genuine grassroots political movements. A protest regarding the closure of the Texas gun show in Austin, Texas turned ugly when Liberty activists on the steps of the Austin Police Department headquarters were verbally attacked by Alex Jones. Although Jones was formally invited to speak at the protest, he declined at first, but showed up anyway with a bullhorn disrupting scheduled speakers and drowned out events uh, audience members with yelling. And the video chronicled the takeover of the protest by Jones by the second. An off-camera and unnamed activist asked why Jones doesn't work for the event's organizers, to which Jones replied, Well, I'm sorry, I brought 80% of the people here. Catherine Bleish, executive director of the Liberty Restoration Project, confronted Jones by stating that many people worked really hard on this event, to which Jones replied again, you don't know what you're doing. Jones then stated that you've got a hard-on for me and I'll be here in 20 years. The next day, Jones went on the air and blatantly lied about the events of the day by stating the whole time I was there, I had like COINTEL proking me and getting in my face and verbally abusing him. And I'm not sure which of them were because later I found out about a meeting afterwards with some people who knew we were connected to some operations, but how they want to get me and go after me, it's a whole another subject, but it borders on illegal, but luckily we had people on the inside security that found out about that and called me and my people about it. Jones' accusation that COINTELPRO was attacking him was a calculated attempt to shift blame away from himself onto others and to deceive his radio audience as to what really happened. If there was any doubt that Alex Jones is the COINTELPRO agent that he speaks of, the video of the Austin gun protest is the smoking gun. On January 25, 2010, Texas and Americans realized that A. Jones cannot be trusted, B. Jones' ulterior motives, and see, Jones is purposely working against, not for, American patriots. Seven, his false terror predictions. Alex Jones appears to be fed just enough Israeli intelligence via Stratford to make bold terror predictions in a few months, weeks, or days prior to terror events transpiring in reality. 
In all documented cases, Jones never cares to substantiate the predictions with hard evidence as to why he is making or giving predictions in the first place, only stating that he knows how the government thinks and that after analyzing the enemy profile, he is able to ascertain that certain events will happen. As Alex Jones's terror predictions continue to come true or not, Jones looks more and more prophetic, which ultimately gains him more credibility with his audience. The fabricated likeness of Jones to a geopolitical mastermind or some political strategist then will be used to provocateur violence in the midst of a national tragedy as his audience, like a cult, view him as some kind of mastermind or some kind of thinking or intellectual leader. But it's all based on fraudulent information. In essence, Jones has been built up by the Zionist establishment to prematurely ejaculate the Second Amendment Revolution otherwise known as the Civil War 2.0. The 9-11 terror attacks are his biggest claim to fame. Both Stratford and Alex Jones made terror predictions in regards to 9-11 about what was going to happen and who would be allegedly responsible. According to Wikipedia, Stratford has connections to the 9-11 terror attacks, and at the time of September 11, 2001 attacks, Stratford made its breaking news, paragraphs as well as some notable analysis predictions like actions to be taken by Al-Qaeda and the Bush administration, available freely to the public. On July 25, 2001, Alex Jones famously stated that following on his radio program, We know the government is planning terrorism. We know Oklahoma City and the World Trade Center with terrorism. The point is, if any terrorism comes out, it's from our government. And if there was an outside threat like Bin Laden, who was known to the CIA asset in the 80s, running the Mujahideen War, whose family builds all the military bases over in Saudi Arabia right now, who sits on the board of Iranian satellite, that he is the boogeyman they need in this Orwellian phony system. Just 48 days later, on September 11, 2001, the Israeli Mossad hijacked four planes, crashed two of them into the World Trade Center, as predicted by Jones. The blame was then placed into Osama bin Laden by the Zionist media. Clearly, there is some sort of intelligence connection at a play between Jones and Israel. Stratford, a Zionist intelligence operative, obviously knew the impending 9-11 attacks that were carried out by the Israeli Mossad. Post-9-11, Jones made sure that the Americans believe 9-11 is an inside job, the putting the blame squarely on the American government and its people rather than the Israeli Mossad where it belongs. The Norway Terror Attacks On July 21, 2011, Alex Jones famously stated that following on his radio program, they are now shifting to a new phase. Now the next phase will have already been beta tested behind closed doors with the police and the military. Now they are moving it to white Al-Qaeda. The next day, July 22, 2011, Anders Bering Brevik, a white terrorist, allegedly bombed a government building and attacked a youth camp, killing 77 and injuring 151 people, all while dressed in a police uniform. Coincidentally, the youth camp that was attacked that just happened to have major pro-Palestinian rally support, a.k.a. an anti-Israeli genocide, the previous day. The Norway terror attacks also occurred on the same date as the King David Hotel bombing of 1946, which was admittedly executed by Zionist terrorists, including the 6th Prime Minister of Israel, Menachem Biggin. Since the Norway terror attacks were perpetrated by the Israeli Mossad, it stands to reason that Jones was given insider information that something regarding terrorism and the new white Al-Qaeda, a.k.a. National Socialism, was about to transpire. The Future Assassination of Obama Prediction 
Aside from a 2011 report that Alex Jones is actually working for the Obama administration, Alex Jones is one of 10 or so celebrities that have openly predicted the future assassination of U.S. President Barack Obama in a video uploaded on February 15, 2010, at the time of this writing. So we know that didn't come through. He emphatically, and he, Alex Jones, emphatically states that he was 100% sure Obama was going to be assassinated by inside Illuminati death cultists. There are many reasons to believe that an Obama assassination by the Israeli Mossad was, in fact, going to happen. But interestingly, this evidence is never mentioned by Jones. Truther.org's sister website entitled ObamaCSI.com has fully exposed the future assassination of Obama by the Israeli Mossad and detailed how Alex Jones will attempt to provocateur and race bait in the aftermath and Obama assassination. Should even a small percent of Jones's audience act on his hate speech, a full-scale race war will ensue. Future Upcoming Bioterrorist Attacks As of 2012, Alex Jones is claiming that a major bioterror attack was imminent, as with 9-11, the Norway terror attacks, and the future assassination of Barack Obama. Jones is again making a baseless terror prediction without subsequent explanations or any hard evidence. How Jones, a college dropout, is able to routinely predict geopolitical events with such confidence without ever providing a shred of hard evidence for his claims is a mystery at this point that he is still taken seriously. Unless he is part of a Stratford intelligence networks that support him finance him and produce his content the bioterror prediction is likely being made based on intelligence coming from Stratfor itself or within the Israeli Mossad after all Israel is the only modern nation that has not signed the 1972 biological weapons convention refusal to engage in offensive biological warfare stockpiling and use of biological weaponry and therefore, it stands to reason that should a bioterror attack take place, it will be executed by the Israeli Mossad itself. 8. The Overt Denial of Zionism The main job of Alex Jones is to convince people that Zionism do not own and operate the United States of America. That is why Jones is his audience chasing illusionary ghosts such as the New World Order, the Illuminati, Skull and Bones, the Elites, the Luciferians, the Eugenicists, the Satanists, the Bilderbergs, the Royal Family, the Council of Royal Relations, the Rockefeller Family, the Rothschild Family, the Club of Rome, the World Bank, and the United Nations, the Globalists, the Banksters, the Federal Bank, the Federal Reserve, the Trilateral Commission, and even the Bohemian Grovers, the Illuminatists, the Moloch Worshippers, the Isis Worshippers, the Witches, the Demons, the Interdimensional Vampires, the Reptilians, etc. The Clintons, Whatever. Which one is it, Alex? Zionists are the only group Jones conveniently avoids and refuses to speak out on. Despite Alex Jones stating that he defends the First Amendment and the right to free speech, everybody who has tried to call into Infowars to warn the audience about Zionism is immediately cut off and dropped by the call by the um, producers. When one researchers the true power structure of America. Undoubtedly, they will find Zionists in every meaningful position, despite all the evidence available. Jones has not and will not reveal the true Zionist control of America. Aside from being married to an Israeli, 
Jones repeatedly denies and lies in regard and defense of Zionism, clearly indicating that he is nothing more than a Zionist tool. 9. The Millionaire Truther Now the Hundred Millionaire Truther Nearly Billionaire Truther The Alex Jones Infowars money-sucking machine has continually built and drained money from his listeners and fans from day one with repeated money bombs which are no different than what the infamous Jim and Tammy Faye Baker did to their audience. The numerous money bombs were allegedly conducted to raise capital for Jones's third studio in as many years. But as of February 17, 2012, Alex Jones is now speaking about building a fourth studio for his Infowars. Even if the money is partially being used for new studios, the money bombs are an obvious personal money grab. One look at Jones's website and it's clear that Jones cares more about selling products than he does about speaking the truth. After all, should Jones betray his audience, he must get all the money he can before the twist the knife in the back of the American population. Based on his monopoly and truth-related merchandise and repeated money bombs, Alex Jones is probably worth at least a personal $50 million. And I know at this point it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Despite his grandiose success, whether legitimate or not, he has continually asked for donations despite not producing a new film in almost four years as of the time of writing this article. A great example of how Alex Jones continues to defraud his audience is detailed in a video entitled Alex Jones Potassium Iodide Scam Exposed. A document Jones takes full advantage of the Fukushima nuclear disaster evidence in Japan by lying about the scarcity of potassium iodide in America in order to change and charge people exorbitant prices uh, or sorry to charge people exorbitant prices for his product. Aside from jacking up the price, Jones went into daily diatribes in a calculated attempt to literally scare his audience into purchasing potassium iodide supplements from his Infowars web store. Number 10. The Super Bowl XLV Nuclear Terror Plot On February 1, 2011, Julian Assange of WikiLeaks revealed to the world via leaked classified diplomatic documents that Al-Qaeda was on the brink of using a nuclear bomb and that the West was on the verge of a nuclear 9-11. What the diplomatic documents failed to mention was actual target, date, and location of the upcoming nuclear terror target. Published four days prior on January 28, 2011, the Nuclear Bible specifically named Super Bowl XLV on February 6, 2011 in Dallas, Texas as the target, the date, and location of the impending nuclear terror attack, as detailed in the Nuclear Bible. Alex Jones's traitorous behavior previously exhibited on Y2K was to be repeated that Sunday night when the thermonuclear weapon was to be detonated in Dallas, Texas. After all, that's why Alex Jones began broadcasting on Sundays starting in 2008. Because this was a premeditated multi-year conspiracy. He would be live when the shit hit the fan with a dedicated audience of rabid, Second Amendment, government-hating, Obama-hating, terrorist-hating audience members with firearms at their reach he was oiling his guns for exactly six months prior to super bowl xlv alex jones stated on his radio program that he was oiling his guns in an obvious statement to his listeners to prepare and arm themselves 
getting ready for a violent revolution of some sort. Based on Jones's inflammatory rhetoric in the month counting down to the Super Bowl, Jones was psychologically prepping the audience for the scheduled nuclear terror attacks. He was beta testing the InfoWars audience. Shortly after the comment by Alex Jones that he was oiling the guns, Jones began the disturbing trend of beta testing his InfoWars radio listeners. On almost a daily basis, Jones began to instruct his listeners to Google specific terms so that the Jones and his handlers could see via Google Trends how many of his listeners were heeding his commands. Other forms of beta testing included the Obama poster campaign, whereby Jones ordered his listeners to print and hang millions of Obama Joker posters. While their orders may seem innocent on the surface, maybe alternative reality campaigns or alternative promotional campaigns, it is clear that Jones and co. were calculating how many listeners routinely would obey his commands, and he was psychologically conditioning future listeners to do so. In order to gain a statistically understanding of Jones's commanding effect on his audience as a community, there is no doubt that many of Alex Jones's listeners see him as an authority figure on truth, news, terror, and the U.S. Constitution, and only need the proper organization, training, or mo- motivation to become a full cult. Members of Jones's audience who has previously heeded Jones's commands will then be more likely to be in superior positions in this cult, heeding commands even further, including the committing of violence and acts of terrorism, similar to the Stanford prison experiment results. Immediately after February 6, 2011, Super Bowl, the beta testing curiously stopped. Pakistan, the Super Bowl nuclear terror scapegoat, has been set up over the last 25 years and the greatest purveyor of terror and nuclear proliferation in recorded history. In the aftermath of the first nuclear terror upon, attack upon America, Jones was set to blame the U.S. government for attack, just as he has done so many times before, and not blame Pakistan. If gun-owning Americans would have obeyed Jones's subsequent orders to attack police, military, and government installations across America are the first responders to the nuclear attack, they would have been crucified in the court of public opinion when Pakistan was ultimately proven by international investigations and courts to be behind the attack. After Jones had led this personal revolution, Civil War 2.0, Jones would have vanished leaving millions of patriotic Americans in the lurch after having committed high treason and domestic terror, being rounded up subsequently, arrested and tried publicly. And Pakistan would have been the target of another global war on terror invasion. In the aftermath of the Super Bowl non-event, which was exposed on February of 2011, Jones was a blubbering mess on the radio and could barely contain his apparent anger and disbelief that he and the nuclear power plant had been exposed. Since then, Jones has refused to speak about the nuclear Bible and has instructed his minions such as Mark Dice and WeAreChange.com to censor, block, and ridicule the nuclear Bible and Truther.org whenever it is mentioned on their social media. This failed Super Bowl nuclear terror plot is potentially the biggest news story in American history and has the power to bring down the Obama administration from within 
as well as the U.S. federal government, the Zionist-controlled intelligence establishment, and members of the truth movement, quote-unquote truth movement, like Alex Jones. For when one domino falls, they all will be revealed. Although no one in the mainstream or counterculture will touch it because of their wish to become one day as rich, powerful, and famous as Alex Jones or Joe Rogan themselves. Conclusion. While Jones professes to be a loving Christian who cares about humanity, nothing is further from the truth. Aside from smoking, drinking, cursing, lying, using illegal drugs, and constantly degrading fellow truthers, as well as his hedonistic sexual history, Alex Jones is a closet race-baiter and blatant fear-monger in the employ of Zionists. Jones, the alleged man of truth, breeds continual fear into his audience, which inevitably causes them to be kept in a perpetual state of fight or flight. Instead of imparting wisdom on how to make America better and the world a greater place, Jones preaches a steady diet of negativity and hostility, which ultimately never raises the consciousness of his listeners or improves any situation he is involved in. In a nutshell, Alex Jones is the divider rather than the uniter. Exposing Alex Jones, Stratford, and their partners in crime is the first step towards getting a real and independent investigation first into 9-11 and then into saving America from its other rapid freefall. Conspiracies which are quickly gaining momentum and control politically of the country. American Alex Jones are run by Zionists, internationalists, and not by some nebulous New World Order or the Illuminati. Sooner Americans figure this out, the better. End of article. Written by Eric Dubain.